Welcome back to the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're happy that you're joining us uh, today, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. How are you doing? Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. And Matt Van Milligan. Welcome to you. Hello. So... Uh, recently in our diocese where we film this podcast, uh, the bishop has lifted the uh, suspension of the obligation, uh, the Sunday obligation, yeah. right? And people listening from other dioceses or other parts of the world might say like, wow, this is really late for that to happen, right? Uh, and uh, maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is late. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not, you know, but it's lifted now. Yeah. So, uh, We're back and, to normal. You know, um, I must say, in, and I'm going to be frank here, you know, in, in, in our parish uh, where we attend, I don't think really that's an issue. Like people who wanted to be back at church mm-hmm. are back at church. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone sitting around saying I'm waiting for that obligation to be reinstated, right? I yeah. think by this time, there may have been, maybe that was the case a year ago or earlier this year or whatever it might yeah. be, right? But I don't think people were waiting for, oh, okay, now the bishop said we have to be back at church on Sunday. Uh, I better get back to church no i think the faithful the faithful uh view their obligation and knew their obligation just because the bishop didn't say so didn't mean that like obviously there's a reason we go to mass if you go to the reason mass for the right reasons it's not because someone's forcing you to yeah right um but those people that used it as an excuse that's kind of one of those so we got a lot of those people that use excuses for reasons why i don't have to do something yeah and uh, and i don't want to sound uh crude or anything but you know like i don't think the sunday obligation really means anything to anyone you know like maybe outside of those who are already coming to church yeah like it's not like people like if you're not coming to mass i I think at one time it was a cultural like if you're culturally catholic and we've talked about this before if it's a thing that's in culture then you're just listening to the rules as were you weren't getting anything out of your catholic faith you're just doing it because it was something that was you know bred into your or or nurtured into you if you will but for the what we're coming away from is these cultural catholics those cultural catholics don't come to mass anymore yeah and so because of that, we're, we're now at a point where those who come to Mass come to Mass to be fed. They come for a reason. They come, you know what I mean? They don't just come just because. And those people have come back to Mass already. Right? Does that make sense? Agreed. For the most part. I, I think the ones who are coming to Mass have uh, are really striving to live holy lives. They have a relationship with Christ, uh, and they want to be at Mass on Sunday. Yeah. Right? And I don't think today, especially you know in this post-COVID world, that telling people, oh, the obligations back on you're going to see an influx this coming you're weekend. not going to see like 300 at more church. people at mass yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah. people are gonna be like oh well that didn't really mean anything to me before covid yeah, yeah. well and there there is something to be said for the rules that it's like yeah. um you know rules have value when our you know our better motivations or our better sensibilities um you know fail um but i think it is important that you know the diocese formally reinstated it even if it like the material difference because like it it does communicate something like having suspended the obligation in the first place you know that communicates at a diocesan level that there is some demonstrable risk so people who for them that 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 was an obstacle that it's like okay if if this is the policy you know across the whole diocese then there is the, the the diocese themselves is communicating that there is still some measurable risk to yeah or like and there's always risk to leaving your house. It's yeah. the premise of uh, <laughs> you could get hit by an airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so for the diocese to communicate now that it's like 
well, there's no more risk, you know, than there ever was, you know, yes. leaving your door. It says something, and it, 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 yeah, in a lot of ways kind of takes away um, any any people's potential excuses in that direction. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but the obligation was always that you had to be, if you're a Catholic, you have to be at Sunday Mass. It's the Lord's Day. It's the day of the resurrection. It's the day where we celebrate the Eucharist as a community. Unless there was serious reason. Yeah. Like, if someone was ill, um, they didn't have to fulfill that obligation. Yeah. Like, the church is not like, no, you come come hell or high water. You got to yeah. be at church on Sunday. Yeah. Right? I know as a pastor, I've, I've been asked for a dispensation for people who travel. Like, let's say, for example... Um, people who go camping in 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 the in the vast wilderness, yeah. right? And there's yeah. no church around yep. for for four or five hours. And you only have or, the weekend, yeah, exactly. And people, yeah. and that's a legitimate thing. Like people can ask for a dispensation from their pastor. Uh, of course, I don't grant them, but <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you're always allowed to ask. Yeah, you're always allowed to ask. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, there's 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 reasons. Like, let's say uh, I know, uh, like, let's say your wife is about to give, is, is giving birth Sunday yeah. morning or something yeah. like that, yeah. that. And it happened. It's like, well, you don't have to make a decision. Do I go to the hospital with my wife or do I, because yeah. I have to go to mass? Like there, yeah. there's leeway. And I think, I think we talked about it when we talked about the precepts of the church that like it, it needs to be a grave reason. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. It can't, it can't be like, oh, oh, I, I, you know, I partied last night yeah. <laughs> and I don't exactly. feel, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I feel sick because of something I did. Yeah. So which I guess oh. what I was trying to say was that now that it's reinstated, that's something a Sunday obligation in our diocese anyway. So wherever people are listening to in your diocese is probably reinstated. Uh, the it's the same. Like if if there's if there's illness, like if you have COVID or if yeah. you if you're sick or if you're infirm or uh, something has happened, if there's a serious reason, yeah. right? Uh, then you don't have to be at Sunday mass. But you know, I always say to people like, don't take advantage of that. If you're mm-hmm. if you have uh, doubts about whether your reason is a serious reason i would say to talk to your pastor yeah let them give you dispensation if you need it yeah right i mean that's i think i think it's a part a a lot of times again we kind of fall back on that why aren't we going to church why aren't we part of the community and i i think we when you look at that a lot of people leave the church or have left the church it wasn't always a big sometimes it's a big deal sometimes it's a big move it's a big it's you know something happened um we know that there's been troubles in churches and and individuals in the church that have caused pain and hurt and everything else and so sometimes leaving the church is a big step and it's a big move and it's big but a lot of times for a lot of people i'm going to say that leaving the church wasn't from a wasn't a big step it was a slowly fall away mm-hmm. does that make sense and a so quiet quitting a quiet quitting, a quiet, a quitting. A quiet quitting yeah. yeah and so and so you slowly like you you missed the one sunday and then you miss the next Sunday. And like even for now, one of the biggest things that we talked, I think we talked about probably at a previous episode, missing, when, as soon as they, um, when they first put on, uh, took away the obligation on Sunday, going to Mass on Sunday. Um, I think that that was a, it was a big scare for people thinking, well, like we're going to lose all our parishioners. And, and I think to some degree, the parishioners that you might have lost were those parishioners that weren't going for the right reasons anyways. Hmm. You know, like, and we kind of just said, yeah. we talked about that They've already bit. had one foot out the door. They might have already had one foot out the door. You're bringing up a good point. Yeah. Let's look at from the time in March, like, oh, like right now, yeah. it's the end of 2022. Yeah. 
like the Sunday obligation was suspended in March of 2020. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. But let's look at that because you're making a good point. In those two years, yeah, um, lots has happened. Yeah, right? like, especially here in Canada. Yeah, and uh, so yes, people who because of COVID uh, weren't coming to church. Maybe when the churches reopened in June of 2020, yeah, uh, were slow to sort of come back because there was this still fear of yeah. COVID and getting sick and all those things, right? But also at the end of May of 20. 21 2020 is when we first came. no we were still we were still in lockup that's when we started this we were still filming masses and stuff at 2020 yeah I, i'm talking about like the discovery in cam loops uh, oh all like that stuff that came out yes yes yeah sorry and, that like, those all yeah. those things uh, so that, that was in 2020 so then yeah. there was this new anger towards the church yes right mixed with this fear of uh, health scare let's point out too though i just want to point out and we we don't ever have to revisit this but yeah uh, with all the news and media that came around yeah still not to this day has a bone been discovered right i just want to like i that's just a weird to me again not bringing any disheart dislike or anything else but they have been excavating and digging and looking what they found with the great radar, radar great uh the ground radar penetration that they were doing was that that it was disturbed soil and so they found what was holes dug mm-hmm. again not saying they were looking in a spot because like just again looking at the whole situation as a whole we're two years later and they still haven't found a body a single body and the graveyards that they discovered uh that they that they do believe was there were for the whole townspeople they've discovered now. It's not just for specifically the residential schools. It was like townspeople were buried there and everything else. Yeah, I so think if that was, I think that's the problem with uh, media. lots of media, right? Yeah. Like, right as soon as we break a story, yeah. we don't have all the facts, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the situation, you're right, as, as time has gone on, we're not seeing what people had thought originally mm-hmm. was was there, right? But it still has shed light on, yes, 100%. on an issue for the indigenous peoples that, that's been a burden it, for I, them I, and a scandal. I think for bringing everyone. it to light and bring it, and then we had to have, like, we had those episodes, we had two episodes, I think, now yeah. on, on this topic. And so I don't think it was a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just put, pointing out that even two years later, the, the spin, the evil spin that was in the media about the Catholic Church and everything else, if that's your only source of researching and looking into this, because even if you look at what the Native people have said about it, what the Indigenous people have said about it, uh, and all the different groups, what they've, they've talked truth to the situation, which is awesome. The media hasn't. And so you can't just believe what the media is telling you is going on in that situation, you know? And, and this situation has been something that's prevented people from coming back to church. Like I hear it, it all the really time. Is. People yeah. are angry at the church. People yeah. are, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe to them, to people who aren't coming back to church because uh, they're angry at the church for this situation, uh, I would say, you know, that the church is trying to write a wrong, mm-hmm. right? The church is trying. Uh, Pope Francis came to Canada. Uh, right now, the Canadian bishops are working with Indigenous peoples across Canada. Like we're trying, uh, you know. And and so it's just a uh, just to afford a little bit of, uh, you know, charity, charity, yeah. I guess, to the situation. Not going to erase yeah. what happened, of course, right? Not. No, but let's not let that be. You know, let, let's let's not let not let's. Not let that be the hindrance in our relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Jesus yeah. heals. Jesus brings light into dark places, right? Uh, and if we don't cooperate with that, if we don't let him do that, we're going to remove yeah. ourselves and from that grace. 
Yeah, and if if that isn't the center of the reason that we're in church in the first place, that I think like you can you can point to a number of examples. You can even look at a number of the, a number of the the reports that have come out in the last few years, um, uh, like about uh, clerical sex abuse and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That it's like you can and, and you don't want to downplay the seriousness of any of these crimes, any no. of these situations. Yeah. Um, but for um, people who say you know this is the thing. That like this is the thing I'm angry by, about, and fair enough, we're angry about it too. Yeah. Um, but th- if that anger is you know the thing that keeps you from being involved in a church community or having a relationship with God, um, that seems seems disproportionate. And, and you know a lot of, a lot of you know you have you have these conversations with people. A lot of these people, some of these people have been directly affected by these yes. things. But many of the people you hear from, or many of the people that I hear from, yeah. are pretty removed from these situations in the first place and it seems like that you know it's an excuse yeah they they, they've already been uh, they they had left the church long ago and this is using this this is this is i I feel like a lot of times i agree and i think a lot of times too and i I don't know this is not not to pinpoint any specific area or idea but a lot of times when people have um for instance let's say i was really involved with soccer and then um i decided to leave the group of soccer. I have, depending on how I left and why I left, maybe I feel guilty about leaving soccer. Then what happens is I start to sour towards soccer. So I start to find excuses. Mm -hmm. I start to find reasons. I start to find, now I had already left soccer and I've already, you know, left the idea, but all of a sudden I start having really, um, and anything that's against soccer, I start posting on Facebook or Instagram, anything that's, <laughs> I see what you're you know saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, so th- I feel like the same kind of thing happens with the church. Some people have left and maybe felt guilty for leaving for their own reasons and not, not because of or this. Or if not feeling guilty, at least trying to justify mm-hmm. their decision. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And trying to justify like, this their This is why situation. I left the church. This Look at why... this. Another article about this. Exactly. Another, yeah, but, but it's, but that. It, that decision that they made was a long time coming. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't because of this, that, and the other thing, but they're using it to try to justify why they have left and again all all i'm saying is call a spade a spade you want to walk away walk away that is your prerogative that is your choice but don't make it about these situations or or scandals that maybe don't affect you whatsoever you know what i mean if they do and again again not that they were right not that they were okay not there are crimes that affected and hurt people and i understand that and and you might have a closer tie to that than others you know what i mean but um I think a lot of time there's virtual signal, uh, virtual signaling. Yeah. Virtual signaling um, saying, oh, yeah, this is the reason. This is right here is the reason that see this. And in any situation, like I said, yeah. we have to allow Jesus in to heal those situations. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and when there's a big block between, you know, we're not we're not letting Jesus do what Jesus does. And that's and that's heal. Um, I want to talk because uh, those those are like really big things that are happening. Yeah, you know why why I hear a lot why people aren't coming to church. Oh, it's you know I don't trust the church or you know whatever it might be for this or that. I want to move it to our local like your local mm-hmm. parish. Yeah. Okay. And uh, before I get into because there's there's sometimes conflict within a parish, right? Uh, people don't don't get along, or uh, maybe people who don't get along with their priest, or maybe. Uh, Whatever it might be, yeah. there's there's conflict. Always right? conflict. Like uh, to me, a parish is a big family. In every yeah. family, there's yeah, a, yeah. there's a conflict. But before I get to that, what about people watching still online? Like people, like I know people are saying, "Well, I didn't come, I didn't make it to mass last Sunday, but I watched it online." Did, so, did you make it to the grocery store? Yeah, like. <laughs> 
remember, even with the suspension of the obligation to yeah. mass, now that it's lifted in our local diocese, like uh, there, the online mass is like when I was a when I was a teenager, I used to work for the mass for shut-ins out of yeah. the diocese of mm-hmm. Sault Ste. Marie and CTV, and it was called the mass for shut-ins for a reason. Yeah, you know, These it was can't for leave. people who were infirm, were sick, couldn't make it to mass because of an illness or a serious reason, mm-hmm. and here it was on TV for them to to watch. Uh, I know people in nursing homes, hospitals used to watch the mass for shut-ins, yeah. right? So, in the same way, I see our live stream mm-hmm. or I see you know mass at, on TV. Yeah, like if you're if you can't be at church because of a serious reason, please by all means don't just you know you you still feel part of our community. You're still uh, hearing the word of God, you're, you know, making a spiritual communion, doing whatever, making a spiritual communion. Yeah. But I think sort of in our brains, what's happened is that people think like, like that's a legitimate thing that people mm-hmm. think like, well, I couldn't make it a mask, but I watched it on TV that now replaces, but I yes. want to make it clear. No, it doesn't. That yeah. does not replace it. No, like that does not replace it for if you are sick or you are, uh, you know, incapacitated at home, watch, please watch. Oh, yeah. please don't just skip your Sunday, uh, you know, no. make make it an effort. But don't say, well, tomorrow we got the kids at hockey and we got to run to the... So I'm just going to watch this on YouTube. Whatever. So we're going to watch on YouTube. I'll fast Sunday forward night. all the songs because I don't want to sing those, right. and, you know, like that. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So th- there's, there is a purpose for the live yeah. stream. There is a purpose for the broadcast of the mass. Yeah, you know? for sure. So what about conflict in the parish? So someone doesn't get along with their priest. Someone doesn't get along with certain parishioners. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, even no. in the idea of conflict, like uh, like that immediate association, like you don't get along with this person, um, that like conflict in a really general sense can be really productive. That is mm-hmm. like, you know, at, at a base level, like conflict is just disagreement. And, you know, you kind of want a certain amount of disagreement within a healthy community because you have... A diversity of perspective yeah so just like if you're you know your your parish council or your the, the people who are involved in your parish they have different perspectives on how to solve specific problems within the parish yeah you know that's good you want multiple perspectives so that you can sure pick the best solution um but we're kind of in this or maybe and you can say this has been exacerbated by the media and just kind of culture at large that you know disagreement is automatically toxic that you know you disagree with me and that's you now you hate me because you don't have the exact same perspective <laughs> as i do um which is like we can't let that into our communities we can't no. let that into our families because you know healthy disagreement is is productive yeah yeah agreed and that's what makes a parish uh, i i think what makes a parish vibrant because you have mm-hmm. all these different people uh, hopefully who are you know really praying and listening to the spirit Right, and, uh, and and people bring different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get you get your adults and your seniors and your young people coming together, and they're bringing their prayer, the fruit of their prayer, mm-hmm. to the parish. They're contributing that to the parish. So obviously, there's going to be some disagreement. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be some conflict. I think when but you there's talk, also going to be a lot of grace. I was going to say when you talk about conflict too, I think one of the things that you want to remember is having a healthy respect for the individual. Mm-hmm. Right, like me and Matt can disagree. But I have respect for him and his opinion. Even if I don't share the same opinion as he does or we disagree on a subject here and there, yeah. I still respect the individual. So it's not like I'm putting down Matt because him and I don't see eye to eye on wearing blue to mass or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah, up yeah. something. But yeah. um, you know what I mean? Like 
that doesn't mean that they, Matt and I can't sit down, have a great conversation, have a disagreement, yeah. and still get, get through a conversation without yelling at each other. Like that, today we've lost the art of conversation. Mm-hmm. We've lost the art of of discussion or, um, um, yeah, like yeah. just yeah. I, I I agree with you, and I I think that's what makes you know a parish healthy. Mm-hmm. I think you know uh, when a lot of people are contributing the fruit of their prayer. So someone. Uh, there's a if someone comes to a parish or they say I'm not going to that parish because uh, I don't like the priest I'm not going to church because I don't like the priest mm. I don't, I'm not going to church because uh, the one volunteer at the door uh, <laughs> to- told me and I took yeah exactly like know. me and this guy at the door don't get along so yeah you know so I'm going to avoid the they whole told, church they for told that me guy. yeah him and I don't agree because they told me to wear a cloth mask and I was only going to wear the surgical masks right. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. people yeah. hushed my kids yeah. Yeah. oh that's oh, a yeah, good that's one a good yeah, one too. yeah. Yeah. Like someone in the pew hushed my kids. Yeah. So I'm not uh, going to mass anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people can say, like, I'm not going there anymore. You know, there's some more, you know, like, I don't like the priest homily. I don't like the music. Okay. There, I don't like. There's Okay, there's some There's some that contribute to worship. Yeah. And to, like, if you're going to mass to better your soul, you're going to mass to be fed spiritually, then those, those reasons that you can't get fed spiritually. So let's just say you're going to mass and the homily... The music, things are kind of turning you off mm-hmm. um, because you can't um, it, you can't enter in. Because so, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. I was at a church not too long ago where the singing and the music, and I'm a musician, so it, it it's almost like nails on a chalkboard when the music <laughs> and and the singing don't line up, and it, it and, and it just kind of like oh like it like. Now I was still enter, able to enter into mass. There was times when the music goes on that just kind of like I was like oh my goodness okay well, like are we are if they're different tunes or if they're different speeds or if they're doing it was it's hard for me and i would have a hard time worshiping at that church if i was doing it every sunday now for the one sunday it wasn't it was a bit of a sacrifice to go through it's not a big deal but on a regular basis that could be i'm not getting i'm not getting out of i'm not getting what i need to out of this mass it's perfectly fine for you to go to another church mm-hmm. um to give you an idea when we were, when we were up lived up in thunder bay area we this church had awesome music, had awesome ch- music, had awesome community, um, hundreds of people going to Mass at a time. They even welcomed us. When we came in, they got us to stand up at the beginning of Mass and welcomed all my kids. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, we felt really loved and really welcomed there. But at the time when it came to the Eucharist, there wasn't the respect for the Eucharist there. So there was, they had a really good flair with the community, and the music was amazing and everything else. For me, it was the disrespect towards the Eucharist, and all it really was was people talking during the Eucharist, and, and for me, that was really distracting, and really, I, I had a hard time entering into the Mass because of that. We ended up leaving that church and going to a church that had horrible music, um, but but had the right frame of mind, had the right uh, respect towards the Eucharist, and for me and my family, that's what made it more mm-hmm. uh, special. But if it was the music and it was the community life, then, then go to that church. Then if that's where you're being fed, go to that church. You know, there is something to say. Like the the model of parishes, like a parish, yeah. uh, is that like, there's a territory. There there's is a, a line. geographical yeah. territory, a boundary with every parish. Like any parish that you have has a has a part of the map of the city and if you live in that city by, on this side of the street <laughs> by canon law by yeah. church law you belong to that parish yes you know so you have a right to the sacraments in that parish you have a right to uh, you know be, belong mm-hmm. to that parish but today 
you know, that was at one time where we had a church on every block and, yeah. uh, and all these things. Today, like, it, it, people are free to go elsewhere. I yeah. always tell people, go where you're spiritually fed. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, makes sense. Don't just, ha- like, you know, you see people hanging on and hanging on to a parish that they've been to forever and they're not happy they're, mm-hmm. and they're not growing in their faith. That's, that's to me, is sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad because you don't want faith, your spiritual faith, to be stagnant. No. Your faith is always has to grow. Like, if we had the same, like, you, I look at a lot of my friends uh, from university or high school or whatever it might be, they have the same faith yes. as on the day of their confirmation in grade eight. Yeah. Because they've never done anything to improve it or to deepen it, mm-hmm. right? And some people in our pews are like that. Like we're, we, they've had the same faith uh, from another major incident in their life or another major faith experience in their life. Every Sunday is an opportunity for us to deepen our encounter with, uh, deepen our relationship with Jesus through this encounter. And if that's not happening, you have to find out. Number one, it could be. I mean, you could be at the best parish in the world, mm-hmm. and you could still feel that way. Mm-hmm. It could be something inside where you're you've put up a wall here to grace or a wall to your faith. Go to confession. Right? Go get exactly. counseling. Exactly. There yeah. could be sacramental grace uh, that's needed there. Yeah. Right. Um, and and or the other thing is, if if it is, if you've if you've looked inside your heart and your in your own conscience that you've gone to confession and you've done all these things, and it's still just not working for you. Well, then you have to really consider, is me being so uh, committed to sitting in the same pew I have for the last 40 years, like, is As that important more important or my faith? than my spiritual growth? Yeah. It's a serious question to ask. The other part there, too, is if, if you are just sitting in the pew, I'm going to encourage you that maybe that could be part of the reason why you're not growing. Meaning part of our faith, part of our faith is we, we have our spiritual side, but we also have a service to our faith, which yes. which means serving, which means getting up and ushering, which means getting up and reading, which means getting up and being a Eucharistic minister, joining the choir, um, being the person, we talked about this with the teens not too long ago, being the person that dusts around the church once a month. Um, like if, if you have a gift of cleaning or if you have a gift of decorating, like there are places in the church where you can use your gifts and talents to serve the church. It and it doesn't involve you just sitting in a pew doing nothing. And so part of that is getting up off your butt <laughs> and helping out the church. If you don't feel like you can help at your church for whatever reason, you need to look at that and figure out what that reason is. Sometimes there's, I mean, sometimes it's church dynamics. Sometimes there are people in power and the church dynamics in the church, um, it's 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 not a healthy environment uh, in, in a... Di- um, in a family sort of way, if you will want yeah. to say that. And and so maybe you realize, oh, I'm not I'm not reading and I'm not contributing to my church. I'm not doing that because I can't get past this point. Well, then maybe it is time for you to get up and move. Maybe it's time for you to get up and move into a different pew, to a different church, to a different seat, to a different area with a different priest or with a different community because you want to go where you're loved, where you're feeling, where you're feeling growth and you're feeling spiritually fed. Those are the things. Yeah. And there's like, you gave the example of like soccer, uh, yeah. earlier that yeah. it's like it's easy to criticize something that you have a distance from or you're not directly involved with it's exactly. like it's easy to just you know sit and yell at the television because it's not yeah. doing what you want it to do <laughs> or but like if you're an observer in yeah. in a parish community and you're not actively involved like you, again you, your, your criticism is is only worth so much um and what you said about like find a find uh a place where you're spiritually fed um i i like i would suggest like 
is is there opportunity to be spiritually fed where you're at or yeah. like, is there a self-examination that needs to happen like okay if if you're a musician yeah. like you're way more perceptive of what's happening in music than right. yes of course <laughs> maybe exactly. everybody else or like if if i'm listening to a homily and i'm you know nitpicking the theology of it or something yeah. like maybe that's something i need to personally myself. look at because yes go go where you're spiritually fed or find find ways to be spiritually uh fed where you are but there's there's a caution there as well because i come from uh a protestant background so like a recognition what the center of what we're actually doing in mass is yes and that's that's yes. the Eucharist. like that's undeniable it's, and like the, the music should aid that yeah and the teaching should aid that and the liturgy should aid that yeah it's like but a recognition that because in a protestant context you can put anything at the center like i go to this church because music yeah. music is the center for me yeah i go to the this preaching church is really good because preaching yeah. is the center for me and you have that kind of choose your own adventure approach to um <laughs> yeah and but it, it like it really is kind of up to me but then i can you know safely criticize everything else because i'm not directly involved i'm not taking responsibility yeah. i'm not taking ownership yeah. um whereas you know in uh you know in, in a catholic context in a parish the mass is the mass is the mass the mass is the mass and yeah. uh i'm i'm actually not in a position to arbitrate whether or not you know, th this parish is good or bad or, yeah. and yes, I, I can say that, you know, uh, or and in cases where there have been, you know, serious conflicts or serious injury or yeah. things like that, then, then yes, then, you know, you go to where you're spiritually fed or go, go, of course, uh, go to a healthier community or yeah. like, um, but again, look at yourself first and, you know, ask whether in, or not yeah, you're actually internal. in a position to be kind yeah. of criticizing. And, to re and recognize too, like you said, Matt, what, what we're there for. Mm -hmm. We're there to worship God, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And we're also, we're there to do it as a community of faith, right? So we do that together, mm -hmm. right? We do that as a, as a parish family. And just like with your family or your family or my yeah. family, you have to have charity and patience with everyone. Well, that has to be afforded to your fellow parishioners as well, right? You, you can't come into the parish all the time like like looking for a fight or looking to change things or whatever, but to slowly pray about where your gifts could be used in that parish. There was right? another good piece of advice that I got too, which was if you're having a problem with somebody, so because I've been involved in a lot of ministry. <laughs> okay, lots of ministry. We've done, worked a lot of different things. And uh, one of the one of the key aspects I got was if you're involved with a ministry, let's, let's just say you have a problem with your priest. Mm -hmm. the, lots of problems. Lots of problems. We only have so much time here. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say I have a problem with my priest. <laughs> One of the best things I could probably do, because maybe like uh, I'm out in Powassan, and so there's not a lot of options around, whereas in, if you live in a city like Toronto where there's one on every other block or something, or you know. but for me, it's a half-hour drive to get to the, the church and stuff. What I could do, instead of not going to church, or not participating or letting the mass. If I have a problem with the priest, then I'm going to mass because I'm going there for the Eucharist, not for the priest. Mm -hmm. the, the sacrament's still valid as long as everything's followed, right? Like I'm going there for Jesus. But I can offer up my Eucharist, I can offer up my daily prayer, I can offer up that for that individual. If it's the priest, if it's uh, someone at the door, if it's whatever. And if I'm starting to do that, now it comes to a different, you start to get a different picture. You're actually investing in this person. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're investing prayer time in that person. You're actually giving part of your day, not in anger, not in hate, mm -hmm. actually making honest to goodness, uh, intentional prayer for that person. And again, not that you're going to see a difference, not that you're going to, but, but I guarantee if you are doing that and you're doing it the right way uh, with love in your heart and you're going to start to see 
changes. And it might be in your own eyes and your own, the way that you see that person. Um, but it's going to change. So to do that, like to, so if you're, if you're there and you're in the pews and you start, you decide, okay, I'm going to start doing service. Somebody's getting on your nerves. Something that's blocking you from doing that. Bring it to prayer. Give it to Jesus. But specifically spending time praying about it in love, it's going to not only change your perspective, but God is going to work through that. He can, he can crack the hardest hearts. It's, it's so true. And, and I, I would recommend to people too, to, to pray for their priest. And oh, yeah, to for pray sure. for their parish, to pray for their parishioners, and you know, just to pray that the Holy Spirit uh, really is is uh, welcome in your in your parish, and uh, that people start to pray for the parishioners to start to welcome the Spirit in their own hearts, their own lives, and in the life of, of the parish. I think beautiful things happen in parishes, one hundred percent. And our own little silly human drama sometimes gets in the way, <laughs> right? But God is doing fantastic things in our parishes. So if, uh, you know, you know someone who's been away uh, from mass or from the parish, uh, invite them back. Like invite them back. Uh, personally invite. It's amazing. You know, a couple, uh, what was it? Earlier this year, I think it mm-hmm. was when I told parishioners, okay, next weekend you need to invite someone back to mass with yeah. you. It's amazing how many people yeah. take up that challenge. Yeah. Like it's amazing. And it's amazing how many people respond to that challenge when someone personally invites them to mass. That's right. And if you've been away from uh, church for a while, you know, let's just go back. Just go back and see what happens. And, and to Welcome grace. home. Welcome home. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, thanks for the conversation. If uh, anyone has questions, comments uh, on anything uh, during this episode, you can email us at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com. Visit our website at thecatholicbuzz.com or you can leave a comment uh, on our Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok pages. And you know what? Speaking of inviting people to church, you can invite someone to listen to an episode of our podcast as well. You can share our episodes of The Catholic Buzz. Uh, For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele, and we'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.